Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching. Mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning. Welcome to Direct Line. It's the first day of July. We made it. Thursday, July 1st, halfway through the year. Halfway through? What? Yes, it's the halfway point. Are we almost to Christmas? No, we're halfway. Okay. Halfway, July 1st. And we are blessed to have with us in studio Dean Crandall. What's this, like your fourth, fifth time on Direct Line? Uh, Yeah. I was in the original studio. Yes. You were one of only three shows that actually took place at really? New Hawk Studio before COVID. the last one that took place there? I think so, because that's when COVID really got yeah. winding up. Was Dr. Rogers from OSF there the day you were there? Yes. Or not? Okay, that was uh-huh. the last one. Yeah. I was just with Dr. Wow. Rogers this week oh, reminiscing. Oh, how yeah, is he? Well, he's in Urbana. Right. And he's running the show for OSF Urbana. Right. And right. He's right. doing great. Good. We were doing a little GLS promo yeah. over at WBGL okay. and... Dr. Rogers shared the impact mm-hmm. of um, the, the Global Leadership Summit mm-hmm. on right. OSF Danville, and he's helping do the same thing with OSF Urbana. So right. good stuff. Yep, good guy. But anyway, this is a big week if you're an American mm-hmm. because July 4 is uh, Independence Day, right. the birthday yes. of our country. And so it's in that context that I asked Dean to come in and spend some time with us. So for our first two sessions today on Direct Line, we're going to talk religious freedom, religious liberty, what's it mean to be an American. Uh, I have shared for as long as we've had Direct Line how I think religious liberty and freedom is one of the thing, mm-hmm. those things we can't take for granted. We can't just assume is always going to be there. Um, I see some troubling trends. I've had other people tell me to lighten up. It's no big (laughs) deal. And Dean, you have a really unique perspective in that if I've got this right, you've been to Tiananmen Square in China? Yeah, during the uprising. Wow. Yeah. And so I want to hear about that. I want to talk about it right now. But right. before we get you out of here, because I, I remember, I think I, was that 1989? 89. I, I was 20 at that time. And I remember just horrific pictures. Never really seen anything like that. Oh, I hadn't. Oh, no, no. And yeah. um, when I hear people criticize America, I think they have the right to do that. That's one of the things that yeah. we have the freedom to do. But I always wonder, do they realize what it's like in North Korea? Yeah. Do they realize what yeah. it's like in China? Yeah. So, How could um, we? Yeah. We don't yeah. realize, I don't think. Crazy times. Yeah. But but before we begin, just a softball question. What do you guys do on the 4th of July, typically? Are you <laughs> parade people? Are you fireworks people? Are you sleep till noon? What's the 4th of July bring, typically? My father's birthday is July 4th. Aww, Very okay. cool. He was born 1941, so he turns 80 Aww. on the 4th. So Gina and I That's are going great. back up to Monmouth, Illinois. Yeah. Shout out to Fred and Iva Crandall in Very Monmouth, good. Illinois. Happy and birthday, Fred. That's great. Yeah, that then they're... Great. Then their 60th anniversary is June, or I'm sorry, July 29th. Okay. So he turns 80. Them. They've been married 60. So yeah, yeah, very, very blessed to have them both in good health. And That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Steph, what about you? What's 4th of July bring for Stephanie Spangler? Well, I live in little the little town of Covington, yeah. and they make a big deal out of it. There's a parade. I do not go. You don't go There's to the parade? There's fireworks. Well, you, I am not going to go. You're not a parade go. person? I'm not a parade person. Oh, no. Why? 
I don't need candy. You're I, scared I, of I mean, clowns? I did when my, no, I'm not scared of clowns. <laughs> okay. I just don't want to be down there. You know, my mom lives across from the park in Covington, yeah. has the best seat in Covington to watch the fireworks. But if I go, then it takes me an hour to get home six yeah. blocks, and it's just yeah. not worth it. If you've seen one firework, you've seen them all. That's but they do like a big festival. Is that right? A carnival. Carnival. Sorry. Carnival. The carnies are coming they to take yeah. over. She's the, afraid of clowns. <laughs> it's not the clowns. It's, yeah. It might be the carny, okay. uh, you know, the people that are in, <laughs> in around. But that's something we can throw out if you're looking for something to do this weekend. Head to, to Covington. Covington. They do have, I mean, Covington does do a great job. They have a nice, you know, a nice setup. I don't know. I wonder if Daryl, our tech guy, goes and eats fair food and well, rides those rides. You gotta love rides. fair food, right? Corn dogs, yeah, elephant I, ears. Hey, I'm my dad... We're, yes. we're farm people, so yeah. I'm going to be at a tractor pull oh. in Oquaka, Illinois. Where? <laughs> Oquaka? Oquaka. I've heard of a lot of places. I've never heard of Oquaka. It's south of the Quad <laughs> Cities. It's on the Mississippi River. Okay. So this is redneck. Um, yeah. You don't get no better than that. Well, right. I can yeah. tell you're just excited. You I get am. your red patriotic yeah. shirt on. And yeah. How about you? What are you doing on the 4th of July? Well, I mean, know, it's Sunday. It so is we're a gonna Sunday. Be, we're all going to so be at church. I'm going to be preaching three services, but I think we have yeah. some good friends coming over. Oh, but good. we had a tradition. Um, the three couples, we all have kids the same age. Uh-huh. And we would always do a big 4th of July gathering right. and do the fireworks and never really been a part of the parade scene. Growing mm-hmm. up in Champaign, we did, but mm-hmm. have never lived in a community that's had a parade. Does Danville yeah. have a parade? I don't even know. I'm embarrassed I don't think to say. they have a 4th of July parade. Do they not? I, okay. don't, I don't know. All right. I don't know. Well, we'll I find out. Yeah. You know? I hey, maybe let us know. Yeah. If there's a 4th of July parade in Danville, <laughs> give us a shout. But hey, one of the things I wanted to talk about related to Independence Day and related to religious liberty and freedom, Mike Pompeo, who really made a name for himself as Secretary of State and really is a strong man of faith, he has kind of been on the speaking circuit. And a lot of people are wondering, you know, is this a precursor of a presidential run Mm -hmm. in 2024? But I have an article that I'm posting right now from Christian Post. The headline says, Mike Pompeo reflects on efforts to further religious liberty vows to stay in important fight for the soul of the United States. And I think he would make the case, and many would make the case, that religious liberty and freedom is really the first right. And that was so uh, such a passion for our founding fathers. And yet I hear many people that are starting to say, you know, maybe LGBTQ rights are equal to that. And if the two conflict, maybe, you know, religious liberty and freedom doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk a little bit later about Jack Phillips, the most famous mm-hmm. baker mm-hmm. in America, mm-hmm. Masterpiece Cake Shop in mm-hmm. Colorado, who lost, by the way, in the courtroom two weeks right. ago. Um, Dean, when you hear that, this idea of religious liberty and freedom, and you hear a guy like Pompeo, and again, it doesn't matter political party, um, how do you hear that? Is that something we ought to be fighting for? And how, how is that something yeah. that you fight for? Well, first of all, I'm a huge fan of Mike Pompeo. He's, if you Google him and look at his resume, I'm pretty sure top of the class at West Point, uh-huh. if I, if uh-huh. I remember correctly. Um, a good Kansas boy, an evangelical Christian, yeah. uh, very plain spoken. And he, <laughs> he managed Donald Trump for yeah. <laughs> uh, quite a few years. Yeah. But I... I believe, and I've been I've been told that our uh, religious liberty is the liberty that all other liberties hang from. Right. It starts there. If yep. if you don't have um, the freedom of conscience to worship in the manner that you want, and right. that's that's also the expression of that religion. Yeah. 
It's not just, uh, I, I forget the term that Hillary Clinton got in, in trouble with several years ago, but you can nuance that to say, well, it's okay to practice religion within the walls of your church, but right. don't do it in the city square. Right. No, 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 no. That's not mm-hmm. what the founders had in mind. Right. So if you're a, if you're Jewish, if you're Muslim, if you're atheist, if whatever ism you have right. or claim to be, um, we ought to have the ability to practice that in the public square. Right. And that's where you talk about a baker who's saying, yeah. you know, I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. My faith drives my role as a baker. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, obviously, you can't discriminate against someone because they have a different lifestyle than you. But I would believe, and he obviously would believe, you have the right to say, I will not bake a cake for something that goes against, I will not yeah. create a cake mm-hmm. for something that goes against my religion. And yet he's really being painted as this, you know, lunatic, bigot, narrow-minded, yeah. hater of people. And I think it's a fascinating um, case study on how life is unfolding in yeah. the land of the free. I listened to about an hour-long podcast of him. I, I didn't know, you know, yeah. I've never really, I followed the story, but I've never really heard or, or him speak. And right. uh, you know, the guy's a normal guy. Yeah. He's not some kook looking mm-hmm. for a fight. Right. Um, right. He's right. just trying to to run a bakery, Yeah, you know? And uh, and they came after him. I and heard a podcast. After I heard a podcast this week. He just published a book this week. Right, it came out. Right, and in it, he said that when this first went down and this first went public, he was just inundated yeah. with hate calls. Yeah, and just people blasting him left and right. And this latest case that's unfolding from this transgender attorney, um, Autumn Scardina, they, they had a face-to-face, they called it like mediation, and she was very clear, she, he, however you would describe her, um, I'm coming out, if I lose this time, I'm coming after you again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I look at that, that is persecution, mm-hmm. I would say. Right. And again, this is one case, but um, what's that mean moving forward for Americans if they don't have the right to say, as a believer— as a person of faith, this goes against my conscience. I think it could have dire effects eventually for places like Second Church. Right. And you're, the school you went to, Cedarville, and the school I went to, Lincoln Christian, now University. Right. It and, could and, be really bad. And I think we forget that the shoe can easily be on the other foot. If, right. if I choose to go to an atheist cake baker and say, I want a picture of Jesus on my cake, mm-hmm. and he, he or she refuses to do that, right. they ought to have the ability right. to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, Particularly um, when there are bakeries all over the place. It's not like this is the only bakery yeah, in right. the town. Yeah. That's the part that I don't understand. It's just, this is where we're at as a society. Yeah. But it's interesting to see, and I, I'm thankful that there's a person like Mike Pompeo. He and, at the time, Vice President Mike Pence started what they called a ministerial on world religious freedom and liberty, which does not happen in many right. places, mm-hmm. right. by the way. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's a great transition to talk a little bit about China yeah. and Tiananmen Square. Um, how did you get there? How'd that happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a business trip scheduled there. And, um, <clears throat> this, uh, obviously this is in early 89. Yeah. And I remember about 10 or about 10 to 14 days before we were to go, the state department came out and said, Hey, we really don't think you should go to China. They've mm-hmm. declared martial law. We're not, you know, remember this is 89. So the yeah. internet wasn't in full bloom. We didn't have the explosion of media like we do now. Right. And, uh, so there were, there were a group, well, the, the, our trip was, we, Gene and I spent a few days in Tokyo and then uh, we flew over to Beijing 
and then after Beijing down to Hong Kong. So okay. it was kind of a three city tour. Um, and they told us, don't go to Beijing. And there was about 150 in the group. Well, 15 of us said, yeah, we think it's okay. Wow. And that was, now that was, our parents still <laughs> oh, I hate this story. I, uh, but we had no children at that time. I was yeah. 20, what, seven? Six. Okay. I hadn't, I was 26. Okay. And um, yeah, so we arrived from Tokyo to Beijing, um, got off the plane, and a little, a little guy kiss, a little guy named Ming met us. Okay. Beautiful, just a wonderful guy. And he, I remember him saying, uh, welcome to China. We are under martial law. I have uh, no idea what that means, but yeah. I'll take you where you want to go. <laughs> he <laughs> did didn't, he didn't know what it meant, huh? Did you have problems? Oh, okay. No, there was nobody there. Okay. Uh, we went to the Hilton in Beijing, and the only people there were our 15 of us and the CNN crew. <laughs> oh, and wow. I mean, that was it. Really? Wow. It was vacant. Wow. Um, so yeah, we, we spent, um, gosh, three or four days in the square okay. talking to the students. Uh, you know, they, they, it started as a hunger strike. It broke out in several cities there in, in, in China. Um, that left an indelible mark on me yeah. uh, coming back and, and, and an appreciation of freedom. And these, these kids, I didn't say they're kids, you know, they're in their twenties and thirties, but they were just shocked that we even knew this was going on. Yeah. Uh, and they, they were asking us uh, about what the world thinks. And uh, mm. I remember somebody in our group had little toothpick cupcake um, American flags. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they swarmed us to get those little bitty wow. cupcake flags. Wow. Um, but it was, I just, I can't describe being there. And we were young and stupid. We had no yeah. idea how much danger we were in. Yeah. And I remember um, one day we went out to the Great Wall and I do remember going out to the Great Wall, we kept meeting these army convoys full of troops coming in. Yeah. Think much about it. I thought, well, they're, you know, they're moving their troops around. Well, they were moving troops mm-hmm. into the square. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then we flew down to Hong Kong on June, uh, I guess it was June 2nd or 1st th- or 2nd. And then it was on June 4th when the tanks move in. They, we, we, to this day, we have no idea how many people died. Some yeah. say two or 3,000. Right. Um, some say two or 300. We'll never know. Right. Um, and then the last thing I remember was the, uh, in Hong Kong, um, a vigil broke out that night. There was a million people demonstrating in the streets. And it was, uh, I was very proud to be an American wow. after seeing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're going to go to break. When we come back, um, I'm going to see how well you two know your history. Do you know the first Olympic gold medalist born in China? And I bet you're going to recognize the name when I tell you. So think about that. You're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this. Our world needs humble, confident, bold, and integrity-infused leaders. Live online and in person at more than 500 host venues across the United States, it's the premier leadership event of 2021, the Global Leadership Summit, Thursday and Friday, August 5 and 6. World-class faculty includes Craig Rochelle, Malcolm Gladwell, Dr. Francesca Gino, Dr. Henry Cloud, and more. Join your local community live online or in person at Second Church of Christ in Danville by going to globalleadership.org summit. 
You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SIPC. Hi, I'm Linda Darby and I'm part of the third generation of Darbys to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame, it's going to be great! Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. This is Deanna Witzel from Rivermaine County McDonald's. Our family and staff enjoy being a part of your family's lives. From a stop at McDonald's on your way to work or planning a lunch with friends or coworkers, we understand that you need quick and friendly service with hot and fresh food. I'm Don Witzel, and we strive to fill that need every day. Whether you're on your way home from school or work, your Vermillion County McDonald's is waiting to serve you an afternoon snack or a family dinner. This is Rob Witzel along with my sister Katie. We invite you to stop at your favorite Vermillion County McDonald's today. At McDonald's, we're a part of every community. Hans Tankwash is thankful for the impact of Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Here now from Executive Director Bethany Hager. For almost 30 years, Women's Care Clinic has provided free services to local women and men making pregnancy decisions. We offer pregnancy testing, ultrasound scanning, parenting education, group support, and assistance with all the items parents need to welcome home baby. Thank you, Vermillion County, for all your support. Find us at danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line on this first Thursday in July. It is, well, it, this week has been hotter than... Yes, and a lot I of mean, rain. Easy. Hot and wet. Yeah. A lot of flooding. Wow. I don't know if you guys saw, like in Bloomington, they had to shut down I, right. part of I-55. Yeah. yeah. So as bad as it's been... We're pretty blessed that it's not Thank at that level. goodness for AC. Yes. I'm so grateful for my air conditioner. Yeah. And uh, since we're talking weather, have you seen what's happening like in Portland, Oregon? Where yeah. it's like 110 degrees. I didn't know this. Less than 50% of the people there even have air conditioning because yeah. you never need never it. Never need right. it, huh? There's wow. no bugs there either. Yeah, they don't have screens on their windows. Really? No, But yeah, it's crazy. It hmm. really is. Maybe now but. that it's that hot out there, maybe they got some bugs now. I don't know. Probably coming in, yeah. Probably. Well, So, so Steph, put on your thinking cap. Okay. Here's History. the question Here we again. Go. Okay. The first Chinese 
first-born gold medalist in Olympic history, and it is not someone that was Chinese. They were born in China, but they actually were... Um, what year? What, what, around what year? What are we talking? Oh, wow. Would this Probably be the 1920s, the I want to yeah. say? 1920s? I wasn't alive I wanna say. then. I don't, I don't so know. So the name is Eric Little. Um, so, some say Eric Liddell. I think it's actually... Um, pronounced Eric Little, right. and he ran for England, right. and the movie Chariots of Fire is based on his okay. life. Right. And okay. the story was he would not run on Sunday. That was the hmm. story. He refused to run on Sunday because hmm. it was God's Sabbath day. So did they and, adjust the races? or? Oh, no. No, no. He had to run a different race, and he won the gold medal. He didn't oh, run in his race. Okay. It's cool. Cool huh. story. He's saying, uh, I feel the glory of God most when I'm running. When something I'm running, like that. yeah. Hmm. And so he wins the gold medal, and the movie, by the way, is a classic if you haven't seen Chariots of Fire. But the story that most people don't know about him is after his time as an Olympic champion, I mean, he's a hero after this happens, he actually lives the rest of his life in China as a missionary. Mm. He's there in World War II when the Japanese come in and they set up these internment camps, and he is in one of these internment camps mm. with the children that he was, I think he was the headmaster of a school or helping in a school right. of some sort, and he actually died just a couple months before that camp was liberated, but wow. one of the true mm. heroes. Kind of, of Dietrich Bonhoeffer type oh, of story. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, I've always found that fascinating. The first gold medalist born in China mm. wasn't Chinese. Are you watching the Olympic uh, trials um, and stuff now? Well, or my wife... Are we watching? I did. You did? Yep. You are? Mm -hmm. So my wife DVR'd, I guess that's what you'd call it, the, um, I think, the gymnastics. Yeah. We didn't watch it. And she went back to watch it three hours of gymnastic coverage, and she got a lot of W-A-N-D weather, because there was weather <laughs> oh, all night right. long. Yeah. Okay. So I think she got yeah. about 15 minutes of gymnastics and okay. about two hours of uh, okay. bad weather updates. But yeah, I love the Olympics. I think it's great. So one of the men's gym, gymnasts from yeah. Ohio, his yeah. last name is Yoder. Okay. He made it, and um, we went to church with his family. I don't know him personally, That's but it's cool. kind of fun to think. Is okay. he a Mennonite? Well, well, Yoder, probably. I, I was going to say, because that, that's your past, <laughs> that, right? Mennonite. Yeah. I think he's a Mennonite gymnast wow. that wears those tight pants and does the wow. things on that long board or whatever. Now, are you saying that kind of goes against, you know, the tight pants as an issue? Or what are you saying here? I don't know. I'm I mean, just I didn't saying. Know if there was like, I, I you just let that slide. <laughs> I, I didn't know if there was a covert <laughs> message going on or not. No, the only message I'm trying to say is it's cool that someone, I don't, I don't know the guy, but I know his family. But can do you imagine how excited, well, I guess if you're a gymnast, you do. You, you but have I to. think they're not allowing parents to travel with the right, right, gymnast. I mean, right. not, you don't get to go and see them, but It's anyway. crazy times. Uh, Hey, I want to read something for you guys. He wants to change the subject. I, I do want to change the subject. I want to quit while we're behind. Okay. But um, I want to read this, and I want to get your reaction. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And Thomas Jefferson penned that part of the group of five that put together the Declaration of Independence. It was actually voted upon on July 2nd. A lot of people don't know that. Right. But it did not actually get wordsmithed and finalized until July 4th. Uh, when you hear those words, what comes to mind? What do you think of? Dean, I'll start with you. Wow. Um, just, just how unique of a country we are. Yeah. We, uh, we are an idea. Yeah. We are not... Um, looking to conquer territory, right? Uh, we are looking at human flourishing, human freedom, right. and how best to do that. Yeah, uh, There is no perfect 
man-made system. We know that until we arrive uh, as Christians in, in heaven, right. uh, that will be the perfect system. But right. as far as, um, I, I, I think the thing that amazes me most about the Declaration of Independence is that how the how wise uh, the founding fathers were. And I, um, you know, and I know that's maybe politically incorrect to say. Some no. would say that's incorrect, yeah. but I think you're right. <clears throat> yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Just the, um, the wisdom that they showed. Uh, and, and, and I also love the, the, don't love, but you know, the, the back part of the, uh, after they listed their grievances to King George III, I mean, these gentlemen literally signed their death wish. That's right. That's right. I mean, I, here I, I, you know, I'm not quite, uh, to a milestone birthday, but I'm getting close. Yeah. And I think about would I at this age, you know, nearly sixty, put yeah. my mm-hmm. net worth on the mm-hmm. line, my mm-hmm. life on the line, my children's lives on the line. That's what they did. What they did. They said our lives, our liberty, and our fortunes yeah. for this cause. You know, and and here's the thing. I mean, pe- people, it is become politically incorrect to be patriotic in this mm-hmm. way. And I want to say it wasn't perfect. You know, right. slavery is mm-hmm. one of the great evils. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But, um, you know, John Adams never owned any slaves. I mean, the idea to lump every founding father mm-hmm. into the same bucket, I think. And, and Jefferson, who was a slave owner, I mean, he wrestled greatly with that. They may yeah. say he didn't do enough. You could make that case. But um, I think he very much struggled with that. Hmm. He did. It, it, in preparing for this, I yeah. came across a little factoid that, um, look, we all know that Jefferson and Sally Hemings and, right. and the whole history there, right. and, and right. It, it, that's not right. Um, and, but he knew that they, the insti- he blamed King George right. for bringing the institution of slavery to this country, yep. which is true. Right. I mean, if you think about it, we had no say in that. Right. And, um, and um, you know, just um, he knew... I think I believe that the founders knew that that institution had to fall, would fall. Right. But it 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 took a it took a civil war. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln Absolutely. to 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 just eradicate hopefully that that unthinkable evil. I mean, it right? it amazes me in today's day and age that you could even how could you ever think right that enslaving another human being is acceptable is is yeah. is possibly acceptable, yeah. and it's it just blows my mind. And yet, uh, I think, I think a real positive thing's happened this year, making yeah. Juneteenth mm-hmm. a yeah. federal holiday. Mm-hmm. I right. think that's great. It's right. a reminder of a past evil, but it's a reminder of that freedom yeah. is now a reality for all. And I think we are working to make a more perfect union. We are not a perfect union, Correct. but mm-hmm. there is no perfect union on planet Earth. Right. And and to, 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 to those, the cancel culture that would say that we need to scrap everything and start over, you, my friend, are dead wrong. Right. I've seen, you know, I, I've been to about, I don't know, 15 or 20 different countries mm-hmm. and, I, and I have looked into the eyes yeah. of people, uh, war refugees yeah. in the Middle East and China and in those places. And, and anybody who bad mouths a country, my first question to you will be politely, how many other countries have you been to? Yep. Mm-hmm. If you haven't been there, and, and I don't mean riding the double-decker buses in right. London, okay? Right. That doesn't count. Right. That, that not not Disney World in Paris, mm-hmm. right? Have you really seen how they live? Yep. And uh, if you haven't, I'm sorry, I, I don't have much to say to you. 
come back when you see that, and then let's talk. Mm -hmm. Let me illustrate it like this, Stephanie. You asked about the Olympics. There was a hammer thrower who finished third and is going to the Olympics, mm -hmm. and she actually is a graduate of the school that my son goes to, Carbondale. Mm -hmm. She was so incensed that they played the national anthem. She felt like it was a setup that she turned her back to the flag, and right. she eventually put a T-shirt over her head. Mm -hmm. And she wants an apology that the national anthem was played. I'm going to say something pretty shocking. I think she should have the right to do that in America. Yeah. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. Turns yeah. my stomach. Right. But I think she ought to have the freedom to do that. What would happen, Dean, if a Chinese athlete did that? <laughs> I mean, seriously, you know? They, they wouldn't would be never, going to the Olympics. Mm, right? They would never be heard from right. again. Right. But again, I think that's the genius of America. Right. As much as it, I'm repudiated by it, I, it's and, part of being free. And people died on battlefields yes. to preserve that so right. you could do that. Yeah. yeah. Why was yeah. she surprised that they would do it? Well, I guess I mean, typically at the Olympic trials, they don't, you know, they don't at the trials. At the Olympics, they play the national anthem of the right. winning athlete every right. time. This does not typically happen. Okay. They play it one time during the day. So if she day. were to go there and win, does she not want the national anthem played if she wins the well, whole thing? Well, she got in trouble uh, two years ago. I Pan American game, some game, but when the national anthem was played and she was on the podium, she did something to make a mm -hmm. statement that, mm -hmm. you know, she didn't love her country or was frustrated or whatever. And she lost sponsors over mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but again, I, I think she has the right to do that. You know, she does. I but get, why are so many people from other countries trying to flood here? There's right, a reason. Right. Yeah. I right. Mean, and again, it's not a perfect country. Yeah. I, I contrast that with an article that I'm posting right now, and it's a long article, but it's the story of a pastor just up north in Canada. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. That I mean, he was arrested mm -hmm. by looked like a SWAT team mm -hmm. on a highway. I thought the Canadians were nice people. Well, he called them Nazis. Oh, it's it this this pastor did. Yeah, yeah. yeah he said yeah. it's Nazi like behavior. I was at a retreat back in April with a pastor who spent time in Canada and he said that's a huge misnomer that you Americans have. You think America and Canada are even Stephen and he said mm. there is no freedom of religion in Canada. Right. And he said it is a much, much different place. And I, I didn't know that. I had no idea. But Well, it says in this article that there is a criminal code of Canada that protects the freedom of worship. So maybe there's something kind of... China like, has a code that protects <laughs> okay. the freedom of... Yeah. So Seriously, everybody has yeah. a code. Yeah, every constitution okay. does, yeah. oh, but okay. how do you... Unless you have a Bill of Rights. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Mm. So real quick, before we get you out of here, Live Not By Lies. I brought that book with mm -hmm. me. We've both read that book, Rod Dreher. Rod Dreher is basically saying, you American Christians need to wake up because yeah. a lot of the things that are happening, he calls it soft totalitarianism. Soft despotism. Yeah, it yeah. is. Uh, yeah. Very, people from Eastern Europe are saying, right. wake up, Americans. Mm -hmm. uh, the future is very much a doubt. What do you think about that? Well, yeah, I, I, look, I've I've been to Moscow behind the Iron Curtain yeah. you know, in 1987, and I, and I understand what uh, communism leads to. Uh -huh. and, and, and trust me, folks, we don't want to live there. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Rod did a very good job in his book. Uh, it's got another great book called the little way of Ruthie Lemming, by the way, yeah. a, a whole different subject. But, yeah. um, you know, after reading his book, what I decided, Greg was, you know, I am no longer going to remain silent. Yeah. I, 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 when I hear nonsense, yep. I shouldn't say it that way. See, here I go. I need to, I need to calm myself <laughs> down. But when I hear people uh, bad-mouthing our system or, or, or Christianity or whatever that might be, I'm, I'm going to, as politely as I know how, start a conversation with them. Mm -hmm. Not a fight, mm -hmm. but 
I need a lot of help on that yeah. because I'm a fighter. Yeah. I, I'm the one that wants to quote scripture, tell you where you're wrong, have a nice day. Yep. We'll see you. But I've decided I'm, I, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. If somebody is going, if they want a conversation, then let's talk about that. Well, and I think that's what's the brilliance in this book is this isn't just, you know, a, a Christian author ranting and raving. He's giving real life illustrations. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and he is interviewing people that live through the hard totalitarianism. Yeah. And that's exactly what they're saying is we've got to we've got to speak up. Right. Do it with his, love. His point is, take a look at what's going on. Yeah. This is yeah. how it starts. Yep. Yep. And you better start it, you know, snuff it out now. Yep. Yeah, because um, it leads to a very dark place. Yep. Can I borrow the book? Absolutely. What is it again? Um, Live, Live not, not by, by lies, lies, Rod Dreher. And actually, he has had a couple of emails sent to him requesting a direct line interview. Ooh. I haven't heard back from him yet, but um, <laughs> Rod's a pretty big deal. He's spending like five months <laughs> in Budapest. Yeah, he's a little busy. I think he's <laughs> in Budapest, but hopefully, we'll get him on DL at some awesome. point because I think he would be a fast. I've heard him on a couple of podcasts. I like it and, that you go for some big authors. Yeah, shoot I like big, it. right? And ma- yeah. maybe you get one I or two. I asked him about the, the Benedict Option. Which, yeah, which is a great book. Yes. yes. I yes. don't necessarily agree with his thesis, yeah. and I think there's been some pushback on that. Right. I'd lo- love but to It's talk a great to read. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I gave it to my daughter, my 25-year-old daughter, and it really pushed her on some mm. things. Yep. And she said the same thing you did. She didn't buy it all, but it really challenged Makes her think, to think through. How are we yeah. to live in this world as Christians? That's right. That's mm. right. Yep, it's good How much stuff. do we become involved? How much do we withdraw? Absolutely. Mm. Well, hey, Dean Crandall, thanks for being with us. Thanks yeah. for being a sponsor for Direct Line. Glad to. Appreciate it very much. Glad and to. we're going to take a break when we come back. Eric Sisney, who is one of our elders here at Second Church, but also spends his time working with students. Um, he's a counselor. He's just a good guy. We're going to have him come in Eric's and we're just going to talk about a lot of the craziness that uh, students are feeling mm-hmm. during this time. Yeah. But Dean, thanks for giving us Thank your you. perspective. My and, pleasure. Um, I'm so glad you went to China. <laughs> yeah. You did. Way to go. I'm glad I made it out. Have your parents right. forgiven you? That's right. No. Oh, the parents have never you. forgiven you. Okay. No, no. Especially yeah. Gina's mom. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I got a black mark on me for that. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I'm glad you did. It's a great story. Yeah. So, all right. You're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this. Hans Tankwash is thankful for the impact of Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Here now from Executive Director Bethany Hager. For almost 30 years, Women's Care Clinic has provided free services to local women and men making pregnancy decisions. We offer pregnancy testing, ultrasound scanning, parenting education, group support, and assistance with all the items parents need to welcome home baby. Thank you for and County for all your support. Find us at danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. This is Deanna Witzel from River Main County McDonald's. Our family and staff enjoy being a part of your family's lives. From a stop at McDonald's on your way to work or planning a lunch with friends or co-workers, we understand that you need quick and friendly service with hot and fresh food. I'm Don Witzel and we strive to fill that need every day. Whether, Whether you're, you're on your way, way home, home from school or work, your Vermillion County McDonald's is waiting to serve you an afternoon snack or a family dinner. This is Rob Witzel along with my sister Katie. We, we invite you to, to stop at your favorite Vermillion County McDonald's today. At McDonald's, we're a part of every community. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyd's of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. Introducing Aunt B. 
She is Sunset's new comfort dog. Not only will she comfort our guests, but she will also answer questions regarding youth and funerals. I'm Judy Fraser. I would suggest that you email Aunt B today. Did you know that by planning your funeral or cremation ahead of time, you can lock in today's prices and make affordable monthly payments? I'm Judy Fraser, and if pre-planning is on your mind, I would suggest that you make just one phone call. Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty LLC. Member SI. PC. Our world needs humble, confident, bold, and integrity-infused leaders. Live online and in person at more than 500 host venues across the United States, it's the premier leadership event of 2021, the Global Leadership Summit, Thursday and Friday, August 5 and 6. World-class faculty includes Craig Rochelle, Malcolm Gladwell, Dr. Francesca Gino, Dr. Henry Cloud, and more. Join your local community live online or in person at Second Church of Christ in Danville by going to globalleadership.org slash summit. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Stephanie and Greg, and we're thankful for Dean Crandall, who we had with us, um, one of our elders. Actually, he's the head elder, I guess, yes, of the board. Yes, chairman. And today we have an, another one. Another elder has it's come elder in. Day. It's elder day here. <laughs> Eric Sisney from Two Roads Wellness Clinic. Is that yep, correct? That is well, correct. Welcome to the studio, Eric. We're glad that you're with us. You've been with us one other time before, yeah, I believe. About, about a year, a year ago, ago, I think, yeah. yeah. In the middle of the COVID mess, I think. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so right. welcome back. We're glad to have you with us. But we could not do this show without our sponsors, right, Greg? And, and you're going to share. Yeah. Dean and Gina Crandall, Morgan Stanley, the team at Hans Tank Wash, the team at Sunset Funeral Home, the Darby family, Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance, Chris and Daisha Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic, and Don and Deanna Witzel from McDonald's. McDonald's. It's coming to Covington. It is looking you ready? good. Have you been over there? I've been have by it? it. I have. Looking good. Good yeah. stuff. So, hey, Eric, um, life, the last year, what's it been like in your world, the world of counseling? Uh, it's been a little crazy. We're seeing, it's initially, it was people coming in because they were struggling with being isolated. They were struggling with being away from people and not, you know, and dealing with job loss, mm-hmm. things like that, depression, anxiety. Now it's... We're seeing people coming in. They're not sure how to get back into the mm-hmm. world. Hmm. They've been isolated from people. Maybe they've they haven't been working with people. They've been working at home. Kids mm-hmm. have been doing work on the computer, and now it's hard for them to step out of that and get back to being around people and being comfortable being around people. So we are, you know, maxed that, out at two. What rows. does that tell you about human? I mean, are we just creatures of habit and it's very hard for us to adapt and adjust? 
I think that's probably part of it. And then we get used to being able to do what we want to do uh-huh. when we don't want to, do, you know, <laughs> I, I can sit around in my pajamas and do my work all day and that's pretty cool. So I don't want to get yeah. dressed and go to work. Yeah. You yeah. know, so, wow. yeah. Hmm. What do you think the long term impact on adolescence mm-hmm. is going to be? You, you know, your whole life, you've worked mm-hmm. with students, your whole life, that's been your world. You were a teacher for many years. Now you're working with adolescents in the world of counseling. What are we looking at long term? Well, that's hard to tell in mm-hmm. several ways. I mean, students, especially when, when the school shut down, um, students lost their access to services. If they don't have insurance and stuff like that, the only services they could get was through a school social worker or if there was a counselor in the building, and those went away. Yeah. And so can the kid get back connected? How did the kid deal while they were isolated? What kind of environment was the kid in while they were isolated? How did their environment, maybe it was stable when COVID started and now it's not, or something happened along the way? Uh, I think the more that people reintegrate and more people come out, that we're, we're already seeing a lot more anxiety. We're already seeing a lot more depression. Mm-hmm. The suicide rate is up. Mm-hmm. And it was already pre-COVID for, I think it's 18 to 25, it was already the second leading cause of death. And that was before COVID. And now mm-hmm. we're seeing it skyrocket out, you know, during and after. So I think it's going to be pretty rough going forward as far as mm-hmm. mental health and stuff like now because of COVID and because people are recognizing this, they're kind of saying we need to pay a lot more attention to the mental health of our mm-hmm. kids. We need to get them back in schools. We need to get them around other people to help their mental health and to be able to function just on a daily basis. So are you seeing a spike like where oh, yeah. you work? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, we've, we've seen a spike. Openings? It's been a consistent spike. We do have some openings, okay. um, but we've been pretty full, pretty busy. I think, Mm, I'm trying to think. We had like 1,500 services that we provided last month, yeah. you know, between the three sites mm-hmm. that we have. So mm-hmm. we're busy. So if someone wants to get more information, and I'm sure we might mention this again at the end mm-hmm. of the, the segment, but where, how can they contact you? Uh, or your... There's the tworoadswellnessclinic.com mm-hmm. is our website. We have a Facebook page, you know, Two Roads uh, Wellness Clinic. Just give them a call. We have three offices. There's one here in Danville. There's two in Champaign, uh, one on, right on University um, Avenue right there, pretty close to campus. So wherever you live, we can, we can get you in. Mm-hmm. I, so think, yeah. I think, you know, parenting is hard mm-hmm. enough anyway. And then when you see your child struggling, mm-hmm. it's hard to know sometimes where to turn and, and what mm-hmm. to do. And I think some people... And what like, resources are out there. Right. And right. You, you, I think some parents want to go it alone. You know, we can handle this. And, right. But right. sometimes I think you get to a point and you think, I really need some help. Mm-hmm. The whole family may need help. Well, you know, I, I mean, I've had a kid that's had mental health mm-hmm. struggles. So I. And I... I didn't realize, because, you know, like Greg touched on, I helped kids a lot when mm-hmm. I was teaching and stuff like that. I didn't realize how much it impacted the family when a mm-hmm. kid goes through it. Yes. And yes. it's it's yes. huge. Yes. You lose sleep and every little bump at night yes. is, you know, what's going on. And so we're working on providing resources for parents on how mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, or even if it's adult kids helping their parents, whatever that looks like, how families can support families. Wonderful. So I'm flying blind with this recommendation, but a book has just been released by a doctor, Dr. Matthew Sleeth, who got out of um, practicing as a doctor in order to preach 
teach and write about faith and mental health. He's written a book entitled Hope Always, How to Be a Force for Life in a Culture of Suicide. But here's what jumped out at me are these statistics. Suicide's the second leading cause of death among 10 to 34-year-olds. It's the 10th leading cause of death in all adults. Females are twice as likely to attempt suicide. Males are four times as likely to die by suicide. Mm-hmm. As you read through that, what, what, what do you say from your world? I mean, do you think this, uh, this book is, is something that's worthy of looking at? Yeah, and I'm definitely going to check it out. Uh, but those statistics, you know, we've seen an increase in those numbers. And we just did, there's a video mm-hmm. up on the Two Roads website and on the Facebook right now that we did you know, earlier this month about men's mental health. Mm-hmm. And you know, you talk about men, you can talk about teenagers, all that stuff. Men just typically don't seek help for this stuff for various different reasons. Mm -hmm. And so we touch on some of the things that maybe counseling isn't some of those misnomers or stereotypes you hear about counseling and how that's not really what it's like. It's not just talking about your feelings. It's working through things. It's finding solutions. And then it's not just sitting in an office. You know, I have, we have a basketball goal at the Danville office and I've been out there shooting with with clients. I've played, you know, games and stuff like that mm-hmm. during session because people like to do things while they talk. So I think when you look at these statistics that you pointed out, I think getting the word out there that counseling is different than what you may think it is right. um, will help encourage people to come seek that help. I, are you going to link this article? I am. Yeah. I thought he was he was really excellent at at talking to churches and you know Christians that when some when you hear someone saying you know they're struggling and they need help, you know we, he talks about how we're right to life. It's not just the abortion. It's when someone is thinking about ending their life, mm-hmm. right. how you can step in and how you can make a difference. And it, and he talks about how sometimes we don't know what we should say and we're afraid we're going to make it worse. But he he says take the person out for coffee, you mm-hmm. know something simple just to be present with them. So I think it was a really good article, and I yeah. hope that our listeners will read it in its entirety because I thought he had some really good things right. to say to us as believers on that right to life issue and thinking about it in, in light of suicide. Absolutely. There was, uh, I did some research last year, the year before, and there was actually a town that trained multiple people and families in the town. And if a kid from that town Mm. went to a mental facility or residential Mm. facility or something, when they came back, the parents had support of people in the community. Mm. The kid had support of the rest of it. And that's what it kind of, what he touches Mm -hmm. on here and, Mm -hmm. and what it comes down to is, especially as the church, you know, if there's somebody struggling with mental health, you don't have to say the right thing. You can just be there. Just be present. Just listen, take him out for a cup of coffee, you know, mentor a kid in a school, a mentoring can have a huge impact on on a kid or on each other, mm-hmm. you know, going out for coffee once a week or every other week or something like that and checking in on each other just to see how your friend or family member is doing can make a huge difference. So if someone's listening, I, I've wrestled with this question for a while, um, and and they wonder about their own mm-hmm. mental health. They're just, they're, they're curious. You know, I've went through seasons of discouragement. I don't think I've ever been depressed, but there's times I've wondered, you know, mm-hmm. what do you say to someone? Is there a self-diagnosis that's possible? Or, you know, do you say get connected with a counselor? What would you say? I, I think the statistic is that 80% of people will go through some kind of mental health crisis in yeah. their lifetime. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking about it, um, be very, very cautious with online stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, just give a call, you know, call, whether it's two roads, if, if it's, you know, any, some other clinic here in town or wherever it is you live, 
just give them a call because counseling can be a weekly thing. It can be a, a couple times a week if you're in a really bad spot, but then right. it can be like a doctor. Mm-hmm. You're going mm-hmm. every six months. Mm-hmm. You're going in here just to check up mm-hmm. yeah. and to kind of work through some stuff. So one visit um, could help. And then maybe if there's multiple visits, that's okay too. Yeah. Uh, but if you're wondering about it, it's probably time <laughs> to make that phone call. There's probably a reason that you're yeah. wondering yeah, about exactly. it. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I just yeah. think, you know, there's this mm-hmm. stigma and mm-hmm. we need to break that stigma. You right. know, we need to just... You know, um, there was a stigma with alcohol and drug abuse, I think, years ago. I mm-hmm. think that's lessening in a lot of ways because I think more and more people talk about mm-hmm. it and more and more people mm-hmm. share their story. But I still think there's this stigma mm-hmm. with mental health. And I think the more we talk about it and the more we offer resources, the better it could be. So mm-hmm. Eric Absolutely. Sisney, mm-hmm. Two Roads Health Clinic, Wellness, Wellness Clinic. Clinic. Two Almost Wellness got it Clinic. right. <laughs> um, how can someone find it again? What's the website? Uh, TwoRoadsWellnessClinic.com. Okay. Uh, and we're on Facebook as well. That's awesome. Um, and Instagram. So so yeah. something we've started on Direct Line is I give kind of a This Week in History. And this is a big week, of course. We've mm-hmm. talked about the Declaration of Independence, mm-hmm. but three things quickly as we wrap up. On July 4. 1826, 50 years after the Declaration of Independence. Stephanie, I don't know if you know this or not, two of our presidents died that same day. Thomas Jefferson and John Adams, Hmm. they were once close friends. They became political rivals. They went through a period of alienation, and they both died on the same day, July 4, Hmm. 1826. I just find that fascinating. It's kind of fascinating. And it's nice that they reconciled toward the end. (laughs) On July 2nd, 1865, William Booth founds the Christian Mission to work among London's poor and unchurched. You know that mission, however by the name Mm -hmm. the Salvation Army. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. that was on July 2nd, 1865. And then on July 2nd, 1964, United States President Lyndon B. Johnson signs into law the historic Civil Rights Mm -hmm. Act. And that's a super important time in our history. So good news segment, two things, hymnology 2.0. Give us a (laughs) quick 20, 25-second rundown. Uh, it was an hour worth of old hymns and Southern gospel music, and you told some stories about yes. the hymns and ice cream after, and yeah. we're going to do another one in about three months. So, And Eric, you guys had a high school event mm-hmm. that night, yeah, right? we did. We, uh, we had ice cream as well, right? and yeah. we played dodgeball and just gave the kids a chance to kind of hang out and connect after it had been you know a few weeks mm-hmm. off before we hit CIY here in mm-hmm. a couple weeks. So yeah. it was good. Yeah. That's great. Last thing, last good news segment. 10-year-old Gwen Goldman wrote to the New York Yankees asking if she could be a Batgirl. Mm. And she was told, we don't let girls be Batgirls. Ah. This was 60 years ago. Her daughter learned the story and wrote to New York Yankees general manager Brian Cashman. Hmm. And this week, Monday night, 70-year-old Gwen Goldman served as Batgirl for the New York Yankees. Awesome. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I never thought I'd say this on direct line. (laughs) Well done, New York Yankees. (laughs) So on behalf of Eric Sisney and Stephanie Spangler, we say thanks for listening to Direct Line. We'll see you next week.